Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got some cool stuff lined up for you guys today. We have Alina. She's sitting on our couch. She came down probably, how, how long did it take you to get here? Half an hour. Half hour. That's, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a pretty far go, half hour in the evening. Just, yeah, just... half hour in the evening, meaning there was only moderate traffic. <laughs> Possibly. We got to move. I got to move out of this city. I know. London, I'm coming. We'll we'll talk about that. (laughs) So we have Alina sitting on our couch and uh, we were going to talk to her about something in particular. But before we strap the headsets on, we were just rapping on a whole bunch of things. And uh, you guys are staring at me like this is going to go a different way than intended. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And uh Yeah, Alina came in. Uh, Her and I actually have not met before this evening. She has taken some courses here at Con Ed with Mark, and uh, she does some really cool stuff. We're actually having her in for our free education night coming up on November 30th. If you don't know about that yet, you should really go check that out um, to talk about what she does with a company called Legal Shield, because she is an RMT, and she has uh, some pretty cool stories to talk about. So, Hi, Alina. Thanks for sitting on our couch tonight. Hello, Amanda. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me. And uh, this is absolutely amazing. So I've never done this before. So <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it is definitely wonderful. Um, yes, my, my name is Alina Gardner. I'm a registered massage therapist uh, for, I would say, 12 years or so now. Um, it's uh, It's been a very interesting journey. Um, I did my, my massage therapy as a, um, on both maternity leaves for, I have two little ones, actually now they're teenagers, but I I had two little ones when I first started and, and it was a challenge, but I did it. And I look back now that I don't know how I did it, but I did it. I can't even believe how nonchalant you just said like, oh, it was a challenge. No big deal. I did my massage therapy school while working full-time, and I thought that was ridiculous. I was so tired. I felt like I had zero time for myself. I gained 30 pounds in the process. It was it was horrible. And here is this woman telling me that she went to massage therapy school with a newborn baby at home. Wait, wait, time out. How, you don't have to say because you might date yourself unless you don't want to, unless it's you don't okay. care. How old were you when you went to massage school? I went to massage school, I was 30. So second career for you then, massage Second therapy. career. What, Actually what, more like third, fourth career. What were you doing right before massage therapy school? I was working as a, I was working for a company, Apotex. Everybody knows about Apotex mm-hmm. because of uh, the pharmaceutical company. And um, it was a wonderful career move, but uh, I got bored. I moved myself up right through to, all the way to the top unless I actually go gone back to school to learn my, educate, re-educate myself and get more, um, more courses. And I said, you know what? I really don't want to be behind the desk anymore. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be with people in front of people. I've always been in front of people. I've always been entrepreneurial myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said now with two new little ones at home, I wanted to be, dictate what I wanted to 
how my day goes, not somebody else dictate my day. Yeah. And um, that's how I basically started. I took a leap of faith, honestly, because I didn't know how it was going to be. I uh, I went to Kakao Great School and uh, I, I started. It was the fast track program the first year. And then the second year, I went back to work. Um, I did my two years of, uh, I got pregnant again and my second in my second maternal leave, I went back to school and finished it. So it was really hard. I don't suggest it for anybody, but it was really hard <laughs> because I had to relearn everything that I did in my first year. So what made you go from desk high position to massage therapy? Like, Did you know anything about massage therapy before you did Nothing. it? I just knew that I love helping people. I love getting myself massaging myself. And I knew what it did for people. We live in a very high stress environment right now. And we deal with pain every day. And I just wanted to be able to help. Um, I believe that I'm more of a supporter. And I like to help people. And when I help people, I feel good about it. And... Um, that's how it did. And I attended a course, I t attended a day at the school and mm -hmm. I fell in love with it and I liked the teachers and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. And I really liked it. I did a lot of thought, believe it or not, because I wanted to take massage therapy to, through CCMH. And when I was 20, when it was up in Sutton, they kind of talked me out of it and scared me. I was scared to take it. Um, they told me that it was a very intense program and, and so on and so forth. And I, I was scared and I said, okay, maybe this is not really for me. So I bought a restaurant. <laughs> So, <laughs> which seems way more scary. Way more scarier, yes. And You're obviously not afraid to take risks, but maybe, yeah, maybe it just wasn't the right time for you. So you bought a restaurant. I bought a restaurant. I bought a restaurant, <laughs> and I was operating with the with my ex at the time, and uh, I. So that was pre-owned. Pre-owned. Yeah. Did you guys change anything about it, or you just kind of walked right into it and kept it the way it was? Uh, no, we changed a few little things. Um, it was both of us worked it and we made changes and what on the menu and things like that but it was more of a takeout it was a takeout in uh in baldwin there and um but one of the things we we operated for a few years i would say three 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 four three years three and a bit of years and it was really hard to find help that was my main thing so because um, it was a small town or it was a small town but it was not just only small town good help is very hard to find mm -hmm. and when you do find it you'd really have to um acknowledge it and mm -hmm. uh and now that I'm a massage therapist, I do have two girls working with me as well, too. And they're fantastic. So um, it is amazing to be able to know what you got. And I appreciate them amazingly. I think so. one of my favorite sayings or quotes, I don't know what it is, but um, people who are appreciated will will do extra or do will do more than expected. Is that how yeah. it goes? Anyway, <laughs> Mark's shrugging his shoulders. But I've, I've read that multiple times and it's absolutely true. And I think majority of companies who have high turnover or who can't find good help, um, if they really, really look at how they're treating the staff they have, oh, for sure. very likely, they, you know, the, they're their own problem. People who are appreciated will want to work for you and will want to just do that much extra. Absolutely. And uh, it is, it um, it was there. So yeah, I did have my, 
my restaurant. Then I decided, okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's go back into Apotex, and then that's how I went into Apotex, and we sold the the restaurant, and uh, I got a full time job with Apotex. I was there for about thirteen years, and then in transition with Musaw. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Do restaurants make good money? You know what? The business owns you. Yeah. Um, you're there day in and day out. Uh, do you make okay money? Yes, you make okay money. But one of the things that I have learned from this company that Legal Shield that I have been, because it fell in my lap. Um, mm-hmm. It fell in my lap in my second year of massage school due to uh, with my daughter, but we'll definitely get into that. Uh, to answer it is what you wanted to do to make good money is is have residual income and time freedom because one thing that that business owners not necessarily just restaurant owners if you're in a restaurant business you're there 24 7 all Mm -hmm. the time but uh as a business owner the business owns you Mm -hmm. um i find instead of you owning the business yes self-employed but the business owns you and and you don't want to be there uh 24 hours you want to do things that you wanted to be able to do and and work it i mean we have um I've never learned this in school. I've never learned it in any other business but Legal Shield. And when I decided, when I went for for school for uh, uh, massage therapy, is um, they teach you everything about massage therapy. They teach you all the things that you mm-hmm. you could treat somebody, but they don't teach you so much about business and how to. Oh, not at business. all. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm thankful for that. By the way, <laughs> no, seriously, we that's. Have a business course. I mean, and yeah. that's, that's how Con Ed started, right? Like our yeah. very what we were talking about before we put these headsets on was the way that we started. It was somebody approached us about uh, teaching a business course because they thought apparently that uh, we knew our shit when it came to business. <laughs> and apparently we're we're doing okay, yeah? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what you were saying about the business owning you, every single person I know that works either in like a bar or restaurant industry says the same thing. And massage therapists, I find a lot of them, I don't know, maybe not you two sitting here, but me definitely, massage therapists often get into this career for time freedom and flexibility. And so it seems like that would be the exact opposite of something that I would ever want is to have to work like 24 hours a day. When you then calculate how much you're actually making per hour, are you making a lot of money? I don't know. Sam alone looked really fucking happy on Cheers. (laughs) And you know what? Everything you see on TV is definitely real, right? It's not. (laughs) Mark asked you this for sure because he's been for years saying to me let's buy a bar let's buy a restaurant I'm like have you lost your mind we'll have no life again and I want to call the bar the place to be (laughs) the place to be (laughs) you really thought about this more than I even knew huh? well um, I mean one of the things that I I think everybody should do whatever that makes them happy but um, what I have found and that's what I thought about massage therapy definitely gives you time freedom Mm -hmm. but Not necessarily, (laughs) because when I first started, I honestly, I bawled my eyes out and I did not know how to operate a, like I knew how to operate a business because I I did own a business, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know this business and I didn't know. And I believed that everybody was, okay, it's like, what do I start? I thought all my friends are going to come now (laughs) and come to me. 
but no. Um, so I started making uh, a list. It all started with a list. And I said to uh, contact a few people and I said, I'm registered and what do I do and how do I do it? So I contacted my, my doctor. I went and I asked her, I said, is it possible I can work on Fridays when you're not working here? And I got a lot of clientele from her and she says, no problem. And she didn't charge me anything. So it was kind of nice oh, wow. that... Um, she says, whenever you have time, if you can grab me and give me a massage here and there, that would be great. So it was a great, um, it was a great exchange and, and she helped me quite a bit. Now, do I have a lot of those clientele from that particular location? No, because I kind of pulled myself back, but at the, at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did work with a chiropractor when I left Apotex, believe it or not, uh, think, uh, it was, I had a great boss and, uh, I worked for a VP that was amazing and he um, it was at the time where they were doing a lot of restructuring and I here I was in limbo should I still stay should I still go what should I do I didn't want that insecurity and I didn't have my license yet so I was like okay I took a leap of faith I said okay I'm gonna get it and I there's no turning back there's no nothing so mm -hmm. I took a package and he offered me a package because uh, after I took a package, they were not giving packages anymore. So it was like, oh, I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. And um, after I signed up, I signed and I, I, I went with it and I, got, I, I, uh, I reviewed it, actually, believe it or not, with Legal Shield. And because uh, you have unlimited documentation, uh, unlimited, uh, you can review documents unlimited that they can give you, like go line by line and everything. And uh, it was kind of nice not be able to pay extra. I, I had the membership, so I actually did it and I submitted it through and they went they reviewed it and um, they said they actually gave you a really good package so sign it and and it was really good so okay there was no changes there but I actually felt empowered that I, I got that done mm. and uh, the the VP that I was working for I'm not going to name any names but the VP that, that I was working for after I signed and it was a done deal and stuff like that, he put his hand in and he gave me his um, his wife's name with a phone number. And I said, what's this? And she says, she's a chiropractor. And call her. And if you are interested, you can definitely have your first job with her. And she's looking for a massage therapist and see. And that's how my career has started. Uh, see, sometimes you just take a leap of faith and opportunities <laughs> fly at you. Mark used to say to me that I had like a horseshoe up my butt because stuff like that would happen. You know, I would decide this is what I'm going to do. And then it would just work out. And I think uh, I think if you've just got that attitude, like that's it, I'm going for it. I'm going to take a leap of faith. Things will work out. You just have to actually believe that it's going to happen, right? Just jump into it and do it. I'm kind of the same way. I don't consider it a leap of faith though. Okay. I have a serious delusion that nothing is impossible, yep. right? So I have no problem just trying something and going full force into it because I don't think this is an impossible thing. Mm -hmm. I think Everything is fucking possible. Yeah, you definitely have an idea and you just start doing it before you think about it. It's going to be limitations, but just my, the way my mind works, it's like there's nothing that I can't fucking do and I'm just going to go for it and that's it. There, there, there's no, there's, there's no alternative. There has to be people like that in the world, or we would never have like the word entrepreneur wouldn't even exist. We would never have any new inventions. There wouldn't be these amazing advances in in different fields happening if there were wasn't somebody who said like this has to be fucking possible. Exactly. Like there, there has to be people like you. So invent something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Okay. So um, let's get back on track. Yeah. So yeah, Alina, sorry, let me just make fault. let me make sure I'm following here because I'm always the summary person to make sure I'm following along here. Uh, you worked for a pharmaceutical company. Yep. You went to massage school. You bought a restaurant, but you bought a restaurant when? Before before, before massage school. Before uh, Apotex, before the, the the company that I worked for, for pharmaceutical, before the pharmaceutical company. So it went restaurant, pharmaceutical company, massage school. Massage okay, school. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, no, that's okay. I'm just making sure I'm following along. Yeah, I'm all over the place, but that's, yeah. That's mine. <laughs> <No laughs> because worries, the restaurant no business fascinates me. That's why it's completely my fault. No, no, no. It's no. all good. Uh, honestly, the restaurant, it is, it, it, I've always been, I worked in bars. I've, I've done it all. When you say I've done it all, I've done it all. And I, I am, uh, I am a hard worker, but, um, and I've always been an entrep- an entrepreneur in in regards to that. But uh, I I have a little bit of what you said. It's always possible in some in some many ways. And uh, I always find the the loophole or the mm-hmm. the I always find a way. If your eyes are open, there is a way. And yeah. you know, if there's no mental fog, which is usually yourself telling you that it's not possible, you'll find a way. Yeah. And obviously, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. But is it is it uh, is it amazing in the restaurant? business yes it is however the liabilities and working um, pretty much eight till faint um, and having a family it's it's I think it would be impossible with kids it, it is possible but you won't have time for them well okay when I say I think it would be impossible that's not even a mental block that is my unwillingness to give, give up. up the time with the kids that's because right. I mean already my my oldest daughter is four. Yeah. I feel like I was pregnant yesterday. Like, how, how is she four? So Mine's 16. Right? It seems like and, I mean, and you seem... It, it, exactly. It happens so fast that I just feel like you're going to make money. And I think you were starting to go there with massage therapy and time freedom. Yes. Yes. You have to put in a lot of time at the beginning. I don't disagree with you. The difference being that you can, for the most part dictate your schedule weekly. You know, if you need to say, I can't see clients Wednesday evening because I've got something with my kids, Mm -hmm. you can do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas, as you said, when you're working for the restaurant, you can't just say nobody's eating dinner Wednesday evening. That's right. right. So that's that's correct. That's all I meant by the time freedom. I don't think that massage therapists have, you know, this easy laid back lifestyle. We don't have to work because of course we do. Clients don't just come to you. Like you're the second guest we've had on the podcast. Gail Wood said this Mm -hmm. when you interviewed her, um, that, when you graduate massage school, you think that you're going to have people knocking at your door, like all your friends and family, like, oh, you're registered now. No, they don't come. No, they no, don't. They don't come. I don't think I had or I have a person that I've known before I was in massage therapy as a client. Right. And right. so it takes a business mind. It takes an entrepreneur yeah. to say, well, how the fuck am I going to get people now? Like yeah. once I'm registered, what am I going to do? Right. Exactly. And it was, it was actually legal shield because I've taken a lot of courses through them. And I, it's so amazing when you actually spend with like-minded people and entrepreneurs and entrepreneur and people that are making six-figure income, seven-figure mm-hmm. income a year. Um, and have the time freedom. There is ways out there to be able to do it. It's just the education that it is out there in today's society. It's just, I, I really don't know why they're teaching the kids the, what they're teaching, but a lot of kids coming out of, out of high school, they don't know nothing. 
period. I look at my kids uh, these days as like, uh, what are you guys learning? What are you guys uh, doing? It, it, don't even go get me started because uh, that's another, probably another topic. Mark's biting his tongue right now because his unhappiness with the school system and oh, I, I mean, too. she don't just started school and he's already like, what the hell is this? No, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And what they teach in school is, uh, you know, everything by, by grade three that you know how to write, how to, how to spell, how to do addition, multiplication, division, all this stuff. But do they really teach you life skills that you're going to apply it? A lot of these kids are going into debt by the time they're 18 because they think that they got a credit card, but they don't understand how to apply for a mortgage. They don't understand how to, they don't uh, like, that's another topic, but I don't get me started because it's like, Yes. Um, and believe it or not, because of the education that I have been got going and getting through Legal Shield, is um, I've been taking my daughter. Um, my daughter got bullied. Our, our daughter got bullied at, at school because she is the tallest and she was the tallest and she was um, being calling names, being was calling names, and she wasn't as out there as bold, but she did had it in her. And I took her and uh, I said to her, I said, I think this might be up her alley. And we made the sacrifice. We we went again and we went with her, both me and my husband. Um, we took her to Millionaire Mind Training. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that course. It is an intensive Millionaire Mind Training. It is by T. Harv Ecker is designed and it is based out of BC, but they do it all over everywhere. It's only once uh, once a year they come into Toronto and it was a three-day intensive training and it was from eight o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night and talk about an 11-year-old to sit through that, but I don't know what came over her and it was she wiggled her way all the way to front row center and that's where she ended up. And she, it, they lost her a little bit about investments when they had to do a little bit with um, with um, investments and stuff like that. But anything, it, it kind of stripped her and built her back up. And I said, she has to do the last project that they had to do. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to mention it, what it was, but it was, a, it was like how Oprah was uh, walked on, on coal. Not that intensive, but it is quite intensive. And she did it. She had to break whatever she had to break. And I'm not going to say what it was, but because uh, you have to take the course. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, you have to write on it and then you have to break it. And now she had to break it with the most sensitive area in your body. And as a massage therapist, you know the sensitive, the most sensitive area in your whole body, which is right there. And you had to break it. She tried once. And she couldn't do it. And she tried twice and she couldn't do it. And she was getting frustrated because she's a perfectionist. And I said, Jer, she has to do it because otherwise it will not, she, she won't. And fifth time, I guess the teacher came from the, from the stage, talked to her a little bit and uh, she did it and um, she broke it and hugged my husband, like her dad, so hard. And you know that deep crying that you mm-hmm. have that she couldn't let go for 10 minutes. And that was her overcome. Like that was her, um, 
after that, it was just unstoppable. And um, she went to school and uh, it was just like this. And even the teachers asked me, it's like, what, are you do- what did you do to your daughter? Like, what happened? How is she? Because she's so confident. She's walking tall and proud. And as we were coming home after that weekend, she said to me on, fr- on Sunday evening, she says, mom, there's nothing I cannot do. And I was like, so that's where... By her doing that locally, I, I decided it's like, you know what, we're going to these, a lot of these seminars, a lot of diff- different um, people that we, uh, we get to meet and hear speak. Why don't we take her with us? And she just loves it. So about twice a year we go and we we do like uh, Jack Clancyfield. We met him. I don't know if you ever read. Uh, have you ever read his book? We've seen and met quite a few, quite a few people, and uh, it's just it's just unbelievable to be able to like Mel Robinson, uh, John Maxwell. There's there's just a lot of people that we've met and and uh, heard to speak, and she's just in La La Land and she reads a book of mine. That's really cool. So I think we should rewind then because you, you've brought up the idea of, you know, getting your entrepreneurial and business training more through Legal Shield. So yes, you went to massage yes. therapy school yeah. and now you're a massage therapist, but you don't know anything about the business, how Legal Shield and what she's doing now fell into her lap and it it started again with with, with your daughter. daughter yeah. Yes. So let's let's talk about that. How did you get into? Well, actually, first maybe tell us what is Legal Shield and then how you got into doing this. Like you're a massage therapist, restaurant owner turned pharmaceutical rep turned massage therapist turned Legal Shield, Shield rep. rep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what is Legal Shield? Um, well, Legal Shield is uh, a company that offers um, uh, unlimited. Un- uh, legal access to um, pretty much everyone across North America, all 50 states and four provinces, BC, Alberta, uh, Manitoba, and Ontario for now. It will be open the rest of the the country as well too. Um, But what it actually does is every single state has their own law firm and it is paid by, they're paid by Legal Shield to represent us. It's a subscription-based model. Everything is in a subscription-based model. Um, It's like Netflix. Um, Okay. Okay, so Blockbuster. Netflix put out Blockbuster because they made it more easy, more accessible, more um, user-friendly, that kind of thing. Oh, I don't have to get off my couch. You don't have to get off your couch, (laughs) exactly. So it is the exact same thing as uh, Netflix, and it is on a subscription model. And it's all legal services. Like you were mentioning, like... uh, like power of attorney, wills, uh, yes, any kind of they, reviewing legal document, like any legal services. Any legal services. So basically what it is, is is a monthly subscription and it covers you, your spouse, your children under the age of um, 18 if they're never, under the age of 21 if they're never married uh, and if they go to school up to the age of 23. So if they go to college or university, um, if you have a grandparent or like a person that is looking after, because there's a lot of grandparents taking care of, of kids these days and guardian, um, legal guardian, they're also covered under the membership if they're, they're a legal guardian um, up to the age of 18. And the other thing is um, if you have a, um, 
a child that has um, is disabled, it's for the lifetime of the membership. So as long as they live with you, they're they're covered under that whole membership. Okay. I know people that have 13 kids that are all covered under there, but I'm just saying it's like they're all under the umbrella until they're 18 and then they have to get their own. Right. These uh, subscriptions, are they all the same price like Netflix yeah. or are there, okay, yeah. are, are you allowed to say what, yes, it, what absolutely. a subscription so, is? <laughs> so basically the, the legal access to be able to be a Legal Shield member here in, in Ontario is $26 a month and it's month to month membership. Um, you can cancel anytime. You can cancel anytime. And this is one of the reasons that I really fell in love with it because I was very, very skeptical. Uh, when my best friend showed it to me and she says, Alina, and she didn't even know about what I was dealing with my, my daughter. And that's mm-hmm. how I fell in love with the services. Because um, my first option is, okay, you know what? Let me try them out, ch- check them. And if I'm not satisfied to wherever it is, I can kick it to the curb kind of thing. So... The premise of this is you pay $26 a month mm-hmm. and you basically have like a lawyer at your fingertips anytime you need. And it's not necessarily just a lawyer. You have uh, a law firm. It's right. a difference because you can pay $250 an hour. I don't know how many lawyers are $250 these days, but there are a lot more, $400, $500, $600 an hour. Um or you can actually pay $26 and you have all areas of identity, like all areas of law that it's covered under under this. Now, if you do have to have, uh, if you are buying or selling a house, um, if you are going into bankruptcy, if you are getting into um, what other things, not necessarily just bad things, a divorce, um, adoption. That's another great, a great one. All those things, um, you have to hire a lawyer no matter what. Right. Right. So what they do is they say, okay, if you have to hire a lawyer, we can definitely help you with those issues, but we'll give you a discount. And not too many lawyers put themselves on a discount. So these lawyers are top-notch law firm in every single state and province that they pick, which they're picked by Legal Shield to service our members because mm-hmm. they get paid quite a lot of money on a monthly basis. They don't get paid only $26 a month. They get paid quite a lot to service the the whole it's it's cost sharing right um and uh and it's just making it more affordable and accessible and easier and it's a disruptive model because we're not changing the laws they can't change the laws the laws are the laws but Mm. is just the way you access the laws are a lot more easier because if you have a question about business or about like me for example I had I had a question about um, the um, the form the act that came in last year with um, we were I think we were talking about you in your last course about the sexual oh the Pro- uh, protecting patients act that's right the lady so I had a question should which way should I do it or how can I do it can I just put one I didn't like the form that they had it on CMTO. It just didn't say anything to me because that particular line, it was, yeah, but I might not have treated that particular person for all those things that I, that they ticked and I just didn't like it. So mm-hmm. I asked them, is, can I mati- manipulate the, the form? Can I redo it? Can I do this? Can I, like all these different questions and they were able to answer them and they made them to the act, to the law and so I wouldn't get into trouble. So I make sure that it was theirs and it didn't cost me a thing. So it's kind of nice to be able to have access to, instead of asking another massage therapist or asking another person about this or 
any kind of issues. I mean, you can definitely ask business. There's there's the business plans for bigger companies that have employees and things like that. But the general membership, which is the uh, family plan membership, it also covers a few uh, business um questions and i always like to under how should i say if if you think you need it the lawyers will let you know that you need the bigger plan i i always like to start with a small thing why do you have to pay for something that you don't really need mm-hmm. right so how did this fall into your lap this this was <laughs> this is the story like how how does a massage therapist decide well now i'm going to join this legal company how did this happen well um For me, it was in my second year of massage school and uh, my daughter, our daughter, uh, Alexa, uh, she was a year and a half and she was everywhere. She could not stay still. Like my (laughs) one and a half year old. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Um, Wherever the older kids were going, she was going. And um, I was at the McDonald's in Richmond Hill and um, they had a playground. I left my mom and, and my little one there to uh, play in the playground however not once not second time this is the third time that it happened that day and I don't know if you're aware but fast forward 15 years ago where the um, Nintendo or all those game things were in a big with a big television and it was in a box and the plexiglass of that box it was flipped downwards well it was not latched properly and all she did is just put a little scotch tape on the top and that fell on top of my daughter's head. Plexiglass fell on your one and a half year old daughter's head. One and a half year old. She had a huge concussion. I took her to the hospital. Uh, She was throwing up um, every single night. It was like, like, she was agitated. She was screaming in the middle of the night. But my main concern was she didn't she didn't say a new word after that day. Like she stopped saying new words or she new stopped words. speaking? No, no, no. She didn't say a new word okay. at all. And uh, like she was still using mama and all the probably 50 words that she knew, but mm-hmm. she didn't she didn't say anything else new. I was concerned mm-hmm. as a mother. Uh, not as a as a mother, I was very concerned because I was just like, what am I going to do? Like they wanted to settle with me, and they wanted to settle. I, I don't even know it was like something like ten thousand or or something whatever it was because they knew it was their mistake. But I wanted some legal help. I wanted to know what it was. Um, what am I entitled of, and what I wasn't there to sue them is like I wanted my daughter well, and um, so I went and I took the route of going and sitting down with six different law firms, and I got the same thing. They interview you, not you interview them. Mm-hmm. Um, they interview you if you have the money to be able to continue to be able to do it. And uh, only one law firm says yes, we can get them, we can do it. But however, you need to pay all the medical expenses and when they said medical expenses that's when I realized it's like I don't really want to put her through all that radiation and and everything else and I thought about it and that's when my uh, good friend uh, Moira that I've known her for was my first Canadian friend here um, and she was the one that taught me how to speak English so uh, she came to me and she says Selena you really need to take a look at this 
and I think it's a great uh, it's a great service. And so she basically popped in a, a video, and I, all I heard is a dollar a day, and you got a lot from in your back pocket. That's all I heard. And uh, I said, so how good are these guys? And I didn't do any research. I just believed her, and I said, okay, let me try them out. But when she said to me, "Is like I can cancel any time if I didn't like it," that's what was my my sole deal kind of thing I said okay no problem you mean I can get my wills power of attorneys <laughs> for everything is like yep I had my first phone call by uh the law one of the lawyers they came in and uh I was I didn't know how fast they would you have eight business hours to get a phone call back and I made the phone call about half an hour later they called me back and I was just going into Costco <laughs> and I didn't want to move around because I didn't know how it actually worked so I found a spot right where the chairs are the foldable chairs and I plopped myself there and I was asking all these questions and literally was well over two two and a half hours and my husband was like I know this place inside and out can we go now you sat in Costco for two and a <laughs> I, I don't it, want to be in Costco for two and a half minutes and you sat there for two and a half, half hours, hours having a legal consultation. Exactly. Because right. I didn't know how it was going to be. And I knew that if you move around to the Costco, you can lose the, the, the conversation. So I sat there and I took notes and I they told me what to do, what not to do, how to do it. And I was really empowered because they talked more than I talked. Um at the other places when I went to six different law firms, I was selling myself and I was talking more than they were saying anything. Right. They weren't so, telling you what they could do, do for, for you. me. Yeah. And um, I was very, very impressed. And they said, Ms. Gardner, um, you're going against the insurance of McDonald's. You're not going against the McDonald's, that just that McDonald's. They're not, they have unlimited funds. They're going to drag you right through the court system and you will go bankrupt. Mark my words, you will go bankrupt because of, of the things. No other lawyer would ever say those kind of things to me. And they said to me, says, if you wanted to sue them due to our laws, you can sue them, but you have to sue them a penny less than $25,000. All the different steps, but my suggestion, if you concern about your your daughter's speech um, is create a binder and make sure that you photocopy every single receipt you photocopy every single thing because over the years those things fade uh, every report every single thing her progression and if her speech does not come because at the time she was still not saying anything new and if her speech does not come then now as a 18 year old she's a legal like she can definitely reopen the case in her name and she can win all of that she has a solid based case based on all of it i'll tell you that was the first night i was able to sleep very very well as a mom as a thing because i felt like i had something to hold on to that god forbid something she could not speak mm -hmm. now she speaks too much but do you know what i mean <laughs> um shortly after that i was uh she started saying a new words and i was working with uh, some speech therapists and and everything else and it, she's she's great that's my journey that's when i saw and and two and a half hours and no bill and i felt like i was empowered to make a decision which way i wanted to do I could have taken the other route, but I took the other one. I was offering this for free, basically. I was just telling people about the services for free. And uh, my, uh, I asked, uh, then my friend was, uh, I was for referring clients to her. And uh, my friend was asking me, he's like, you know, you can actually do this as a, as a plan B. Because what are you going to do if you can't work? Mm -hmm. 
as a massage therapist, what if you hurt yourself? Or, And then the thing came in my head, well, I don't have a pension. So that's why no, I, did, don't. <laughs> I don't have a pension, right? We don't have a pension. We work. If we don't get paid, if you don't work, you don't get paid, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I started with that and... Um, I was um, in its membership based, so the book of business, and it was compounded, and it's exactly like the insurance model. They pay for it, and you get a one lump sum out front for the first year, but the second year, every month after that, they pay you a small commission, which is the reverse. You you have residual bills that you pay, like your cable and your phone and your other things, but it's nice to actually receive residual um, income on this other end that people buy the services and they keep it month after month because if you're satisfied and you use it, you keep it, right? And here I am 12, 13 years later with with the services and here I thought I was going to cancel them. So, um, But I turned it around and I, I, I created another stream of income uh, into my household, which is kind of nice because now um, I was hurt. Um, I was... I was really hurt. I fell, I was doing house calls and I fell on the ice and uh, it was a February night and it was very mild during the day and I time was frozen and the tire tracks and I got one and that was it. And I felt like I was a fish on water. My back just seized up and I went into a huge spasm and apparently I had a bulging disc in my L4, L5 area and I could not work for four months. Yikes. Yikes. I couldn't do anything. I could barely go to the washroom. That was my my story. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized the power of residual income, the power of creating um, something that it's not you dependent um, and it kicked in and as it was kicking in, um, it was nice. I was also became a broker with the company and I was also, um, hiring some reps as well in different areas and different markets because I didn't, I didn't want to just be local here. So it, it expanded and it's nice because they were working for themselves, not for me, but uh, a little bit was trickling up this way. It's exactly like how a massage therapist works for a split, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. They make the bulk of the money, but the differential between um, a certain, um, what they're making and what I am at, it's coming, trickles up. The company pays me, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. And it was compounded every month every month and it was it helped my husband make the mortgage payments make the the things and that's when I realized it's like wow this could be a great uh retirement I'm young uh I still have a good 20 years of of work Mm -hmm. (laughs) in me but I looked at it as like if I cannot work this was my plan b that I could definitely continue with with the legal aspect of it, and identity theft, and identity theft is another major, major issue, um, major major crime out there, and um, in regards to it. So that was my journey, and I I loved it to be able to have the residual income, and and right now it's a third income into our household that it's yeah. coming in every every month, and yes, you're still working for it, but it's it's a little bit easier since at the beginning at the beginning you have still have to put in the time and and the efforts and everything else but as you 
proceed with it. It's any any business, right? So you really are entrepreneurial. You've you're doing this legal shield thing and now at a level where you have people sort of beneath you, right? Well, it's I look at it as is is the reps. They're not really beneath not yeah. beneath you, yeah. but I mean like their their success makes you more successful. Yes? Excellent. Right. And as a massage therapist, you also have associate therapists working with you. And again, their success makes you successful. Absolutely. Um, You work out of your home, right? I do. I do. I thought that was pretty cool, too. You've got therapists who are like working with you at your house. It's pretty cool. Like it's, does it have like a like a clinic-y spa environment or spa type environment? Or does it feel very much like a comfortable home setting i don't know i guess both both um i guess both there it's it's very i i work there all the time so i i have to make it comfortable for me Mm -hmm. right (laughs) and i'm very picky right so um I'm very, very picky in regards to it. Everything has to be uh, perfect and and in that kind of, um, I always look up after the the client first to make sure that they're always uh, uh, taken care of. Everybody that comes in says, oh, wow, this is nice. Um, I feel comfortable. And uh, a lot of the clients that I have built, uh, which it took me a long time to actually kind of push a lot of my clients over to the other girls because they didn't want to try them out. Oh, and I said to them, <laughs> <laughs> but I said to, I said to them, I said, well, you're going to either go to another therapist somewhere else, or you can try because I cannot take you at a certain, between a certain time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right now I have done, um, how do you call it? A, um, I, I couldn't work eight to faint anymore. And I used to work a lot of hours. I used to do all eight massages a day or more. And when I first started and then after a while, I said, no, I need help. I, need I think help. we all do that. Like we come out of school and we're like, you know, you see the dollar signs because, yes. you know, the more bodies I touch, the more money I make. And, yep. you know, I... I came out of school at, I think I was 26. So like, you know, around the same age as you, you know, and it, I felt like I could do this forever and it's easy. And (laughs) yeah, five, literally five years later, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to treat eight to 10 people a day. I just, I just don't want to. (laughs) Absolutely. And, um, and then after I got hurt, I went back into it, but I was going back into it slowly. And a lot of my clients were like, here I was getting booked up so far in advance because I didn't have the the, the hours that I could do. Um, and then I went, I put myself, pulled myself back together. Uh, definitely put a uh, belt on and uh, started working. Uh, and then uh, my kids were saying, actually, when my daughter was about 11, I would say 11, 12 is like, Ma, we don't want you to work anymore. It's like when I come home, I want you home and I want you there. I want you mm-hmm. present. And with two girls, you're, you're going to see that. <laughs> it's, it's really hard, actually. I mean, mine are young, but I mean, the older one definitely has a way of um, making both of us feel guilty. You know, we're massage therapists, so... We, ha- we have to work evenings. That's unavoidable. Yeah. Like, 
I shouldn't say that. We don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But I do have a lot of clients, loyal clients that have been with me for my entire career. And some of them have full-time jobs and they want to come in, you know, at 6 p.m. So I'm limited now. I only allow um, clients to book with me two evenings a week. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I strictly work um, school hours and I pick up my daughter from school and that's it. I go home. But two evenings a week I do work and she's got such a way of making me feel guilty. It's the puppy dog eyes. And why do you always have to go to work? So-and-so's mom in my class, she doesn't go to work. And yeah, yeah, she's, they're good at that. They're very, very (laughs) good at that. And uh, my, my daughter is a Leo as well too. So it's just like Mark here. Um, (laughs) Are you also a Leo? Because I have the second reference you made to Leo. (laughs) I'm not a Leo. You're you're the mother of a Leo. I'm the mother of a Leo. Yes. I'm the Uh, wife and a mother of a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So you're. (laughs) Leos are good people. So you'll definitely, very, very strong personalities, but very amazing, uh, amazing people. Um, the thing is, is that she does make me feel guilty. And, uh, and, and she says, Ma, it's like, um, do what you say and do and say what you do. Like you, you say it, you're going to do legal shields and do it. <laughs> but um, she says, you see the p- potential you, cause I've taken her to all those seminars and everything. And it's like, but why don't you do it? Just do it. Just jump into it. <laughs> and it's like, so she wants you to give up being she, a therapist. She wants me to give up uh, being a therapist. She says, um, if you wanted to keep on doing here and there, like one or two massages here and there, but when I'm not around, then that's fine. <laughs> but that's it. Um, do you think you could do it? Give up being a therapist? No. Why not? I don't think so. I think it's still in me. Maybe down the road. I, I don't know. Mm. But right now, I still think it's in me. I, I still love treating. I still love the people that the, what I, I don't know, I guess what I deliver. Well, you not- said at the beginning, um, which every massage therapist says, and I believe them because I believe you have to have this quality to become a massage therapist mm-hmm. or a certain type of healthcare professional is you want to help people. You also said to me before we started recording, that was part of the reason that you decided, okay, I'm going to be a legal shield rep because you really felt that it helped you. Yes. And then you felt like I can help people. And, you know, you you don't even feel like you're selling to no, them. No, it's more education. Uh, and as I was um, as I was helping a lot of people, I, I don't know if you guys get the same thing as well, too, but people come in with issues. They have the they, they come in with pain, but it's all in the brain. <laughs> it's like they have home issues. They have a lot of, and you're not just only a massage therapist. You're every other massage, every other therapist right, out there. Because right. yeah, especially we, if you, we always talk about this with other therapists. You do become there. You do therapist is the the key word because people will tell you their entire life, life story. story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you listen, because you're not supposed to give out any advice, but when you do listen and try to help them out, I say, you know what? This is. I think I have a great solution for you. I say, why don't you give this a try? Can I send you a video? Oh, so you can like use you use your own clients as clients again as as clients yeah, okay. um and the reason i say that and or um they talk about their f- family or my sister's doing going through this or my just just family in general is like well if i share a video with you would you pass it along to them um that's it and it's it's amazing how they come back and they say thank you 
because I didn't provide the service. So as a massage therapist, we provide the service. But as a legal shield rep, I don't provide the service. I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Right. I just uh, you're connector. educating, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. a connector. I'm just uh, just connecting them with the law firm and just ed- educating people that this even exists out there. So. I didn't know it existed, and um, like when we when we first set this up to have you in today to talk, we didn't really know what we were going to talk about. I thought we were going to talk about identity theft. I still do want to talk about it. I still, I still, I still I do want to talk about that. Time, but yes, I was I've still got like all to... the time in the world. My kids are asleep. <laughs> awesome. It's nighttime. We can we can talk we all can night. We can talk all night. Um, so yeah, I definitely still want to talk about identity theft. But it's it's interesting to hear people's life stories. Um, Mark's one of his famous sayings is like the things people do for money. Like there's, you can make a career out of anything, right? You You find something you love or you find something you're good at and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And somehow you'll figure out a way to make a living with it, right? Let me, uh, let me share something with you guys is, um, so Uber is the world's largest taxi company that owns no vehicles. Netflix is the leading movie rental company that owns no stores. Uh, Facebook is the most popular media provider, creates no content. Airbnb is the largest overnight accommodation provider, owns no hotels. And Legal Shield provides legal services in all 50 states and all four provinces in Canada and owns no law firms. Isn't that interesting? Mind blown. Okay. You know what the funny thing is? I bet you Ashton Kutcher has invested in most of those companies. Google that, somebody. Oh, I don't, I, oh, I don't yeah. want to Google I right now. We'll get back, we'll back, get back to you guys on that one. I bet you. <laughs> I believe you. think you. I'm kidding? No I, no, I believe you. Ashton Kutcher's a smart motherfucker. Despite his characters and sometimes his poor choices (laughs) in movie roles. But, you know, that's a different conversation. Um, But I want to move forward a little bit as Mark Googles Ashton Kutcher. I see what you're doing over there. He needs to know. I I need to know. He needs needs to know. Let's talk about identity theft. Yes, please. Yes, I'm sorry. I no, bored no, you with that. I'm sorry. I want, I want to know all the things, but I definitely want to know about identity theft. That's why I dragged right myself <laughs> out of my house on this freezing cold night to come talk to you about identity theft. Identity theft is like an onion. Um, the more you peel... Um, the more you peel a, a layer, you have another layer, and then you have another layer, and so on and so forth. So, I um, how how common is identity theft? How serious do people need to consider getting identity theft protection? Criminals out there do not want your money; they want your identity. Why? Because if they um, have your money, they spend it. It's gone. Identity theft, any number associated with you, it's sellable. And it's not a crime. Explain that. Okay, I'm so, so confused right now. I know. <laughs> so uh, a thief, if they actually go out there and they steal your identity and they sell it, it's not a crime until that person uses it. So how does someone steal your identity? What is, what is what identity, identity theft? Identity mean? theft is anything, any number associated with, with you. So um, a lot of people say, well, People could actually steal my my identity because my identity is like my my credit is really bad. And it, nothing is just only about credit. 
So I will tell you, a lot of people compromise visas, MasterCards, um, debit cards, that kind of thing. And now with the tap, it's even easier to actually steal your cards because um, there's a lot of thieves out there that all they have is an app or a thing. They All they have to do is just walk by your pocket and it just... It, it, it registers everything. It will read your card. Unless you have that Riff uh, wallet that it, it some, somehow it's embedded in, in something that it, it doesn't travel or a sleeve that you can put a lot of these things. But anything with a tap, it definitely... Right, so they can, they can read your credit cards, your debit cards. Yeah. But as you started this, you said, you know, it's not just about money. It's, what can they get from that other than money. It's not only about your bank account or visa cards or things. It's your it's your SIN number. It's your um, driver's license. Oh, it goes so much deeper than that too. Like people that take your identity and take out a second mortgage on your yes. house. Like it's, it's huge. It's I believe really... you. It's just, I live in a bubble of nothing bad ever happens and it's <laughs> unicorn and rainbows. So that's why I was really interested in coming and talking to you about yeah. this because I thought like, how common is this? How serious is this? Not that serious. I don't think when it happens, it is serious. I just didn't, I didn't realize that it was um, something that people were like taking this action and getting protection to make sure their identity didn't get stolen. It has yeah. never crossed my mind to protect my identity. Maybe it should have. Like maybe I'm the most naive person, at least in this room. You guys are both looking at me like, what's no. wrong with you? <laughs> no, and you know what? A lot of people don't take it as seriously as it is. Um, they, they, a lot of people would protect their things as a house because you have a monitoring system to protect your house. And you have insurance, you home have insurance, insurance. Yeah, you have a lot of different things, but you don't have. You're not thinking, and you work so hard for your name. Like you work so hard to make sure that your credit is up to date. You you work so hard that everything is done properly. It could be destroyed in thirty seconds. So I've. I hear these stories sometimes of, you know, identity theft, and most of the time it seems like it is related to finances in some way. Like Mark said, you know, second mortgage being taken out, where it totally screws with your credit or your ability to get loans or credit in the future. Um, how difficult is it if this were to happen to a person? How difficult is it to clear your name? Is it ever impossible? It's no, it's it is possible. Um, the forensic company actually says that um, it's about over six hundred hours. It takes a person over six hundred hours to clear their name or doing their to to go it just like how I said to you is like an onion so you actually take one layer and then it's another one and it's another one and it's another one and do you even know where to even start because there's a lot of companies out there that give you a kit and they try to but you still have to do the work and um, you, how long do you have to waste online to be put on this hole to be put on that hole do you even know where to even start? I, I personally don't even want to even know where to even start. There's a few people that I have met that they were still going on and it was three years into it that their identity theft was stolen. So this could like really, really fuck up your life. It, it can. It really can. It, it's 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 insane how bad it could actually get. Um, first of all, if they do take a loan, the loan could affect you buying a house. Or if right. if it uh, if you if they buy a car in your name, are you responsible for that car? Are you not responsible? They they could definitely do it. So if you your information got stolen, Mark, and I mean you cannot leave the country, you cannot do anything. 
these guys will come in and basically fix it to pre-theft so you could actually have a life. Well, and also, I mean, my brain is going so many different directions. Like when you said, <laughs> you know, you can't leave the country, like, you know, depending on what somebody did after they stole your identity, could could you lose your job? Could you lose your license exactly. to practice? Could you like there's your whole life could go down the drain. And as I said, I'm sitting here now like, whoa, because yeah, it's, it's not that I didn't, as I said, it's not that I didn't know that identity theft exists. It's not that I didn't think it was serious. It's one of those scenarios like where a lot of people think it's not going to happen to me. OHIP is a very, very bad one. How many people across the border do not have medical um, they would pay $5,000 easily to buy an OHIP card and come over here and For pretend sure. it's right? us, right? Yeah. Social media is a huge one because you put, everybody puts everything out there. Yeah. Uh, birthdays, like, hello, no. Um, birthdays, kids' names. When you take a picture, please, there's, there's settings that take off the where you take the picture because it tells you the address right. behind the picture. It's scary, the it, amount it of things scary. that could happen from somebody taking your identity. And uh, I don't think a lot of people actually consider this. And I mean, you don't want to live your entire life in fear, but you have to be realistic too. You have to be realistic. People are uh, getting your, your information because if they steal your SIN number, for example, they can sell it to 10, 20 different people. Exactly. And it's not even so much that someone might steal your SIN number. Like all of those fake calls from CRA. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what they want. They right. want all of right. your information. They want your SIN number. They, so it's not even yeah. so much that they're stealing it, but someone that doesn't even yeah. know or doesn't understand what's going on and they willingly give it up. That's right. right. Or how many times, you know, I've tried to, you know, I get, I get an, I get an email from, you know, a banking institution that I don't even bank with saying, you know, oh, your account has been breached. Uh, we need uh, you to log in here and supply us with this information, blah, 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 yeah. blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine how many people see this and probably freak out initially yep. and then go ahead and start and they, putting yeah. in all this yeah. information. I mean, as, as much as I'm definitely the uh, the dum dum in the room right now. Um, <laughs> I can recognize the scams. However, I can understand how, like you said, elderly people, like yeah, it's it's not that they, um, it's not that they're not educated, but this like this didn't exist in no. their time. You know, like these these scams of you know people calling and saying you know like I get uh, calls all the time saying that uh, you know CRA is after me yeah because I owe all this money and blah 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 and if you don't call us back right away we're gonna pursue legal action I'm sure you guys have gotten the yeah, CRA yeah. calls yeah and like you said you they just they want your information and I know that and yep. so of course I don't respond to those calls but there's probably a lot of people who do maybe our age is is a little bit more aware but the younger generation they're so they put everything online mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. about you but even my daughter like I was just going to online. ask you do you allow your kids to have social media since yeah. you're around this all the time yeah do you yeah. monitor what they put up or she's very careful in what she does and I said to her I said um, please be careful because whatever you put on is gonna haunt you for the rest of your life people all always used to say when, you know, when social media first started, it was always like, once something is on the internet, it's there forever. It's there forever. And uh, I love those memes that are on Facebook. That's like, so glad that uh, Facebook didn't exist when I was, (laughs) I mean, for me, it kind of did actually in my, in my twenties, Facebook existed. So there's some incriminating shit online. They don't understand life without social media. No, they really don't. Like our kids will never understand 
yeah. life without and, um, social media. I have media. an issue with my little guy, actually. Uh, well, he's not so little. He's 13 and he's 6'1". So both of my kids are very, very tall. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he he is always like hooked, like he has to have his phone in front of him. And I said to him, I said, can you just put it down, please? But he's on YouTube and he's on different things and stuff like that. It's like, can you just have a conversation with me, put it away? And a lot of the times I do, I said to them, I said, Sunday, <laughs> you can't have not no phone, no nothing. I, I need you present. Yeah, that like haunts my dreams. I'm not even kidding you. I actually have like visions of my two. I mean, right now they're so little, so they obviously don't have their own devices, but they're fascinated by them. Something about tablets and smartphones, like babies and kids are just fascinated by them and they want to touch them. And I have these dreams of both of them just glued to phones when they're like 10 years old. Like it's just, it's terrifying it's to think little, about. I mean, it's like when I was a kid, when you were a kid, you know, you were probably in love with like those little handheld video game types of things, right? And then when you got a little bit older, then you were probably in love with your Atari 2600, you know what I mean? And then your, then your Sega Genesis and whatever. <laughs> I'm not talking to me at all. because well, you have no fucking clue what I'm talking about when it comes to these things. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is the, uh, the handheld I'm not game saying it's not normal, but I think that it is so far beyond beyond what you're talking about. Like, I mean, I know this is not the purpose of this podcast. It is. I do not, I don't think that there was any device as powerful as a smartphone because you can do everything on your smartphone. So any, at any point of day, if a kid is just sitting around and they're bored and I feel like kids get bored much easier these days because you have these phones that can do everything. So it's like, you're always looking for something better. I feel like at any second that a, a kid is bored, they pick up their phone and they're looking for something. And I don't even know if they know what they're looking for. They're just looking for something to do on their phone. They're looking through all their apps. They're looking to download different apps. They're playing games. They're going on their but social media. A substitute for television. When I was a kid, that the phone was TV. Instead you, of me sitting you here spent playing my phone. all day watching TV. No way, you no, were outside playing until the streetlights came on. TV, but <laughs> nonetheless, when I was doing nothing or whatever the case is, I was at home. Uh, you know, it was the TV. This was my TV. But could your TV get food delivered to your house? Could your TV uh, allow you to listen to a really cool <laughs> podcast? <laughs> like, could your TV do? No, this the smartphone can do everything, and that's why everybody is just glued to them and it's going to it's just going to it's just going to keep getting worse even kids these days um school kids everything is like this they walk and they don't they don't see um they don't see you hear you nothing at all they they have these earbuds all the time on their in their and and this is the part that i don't get if everyone thinks like this you feel like this about your life and your kids you feel like this about your life and your kids this person feels like this about their this life and their kids and they're like back in my day we used to do this and we didn't have to worry about then go introduce that call as a mass collective go do exactly all these things that you guys are talking about but no one will no no one will and i'm not the thing is i'm not saying smartphones are a bad thing i'm not saying screens are a bad thing what i'm saying is it's very hard for majority of people to not become addicted to it because it does everything it's no, I like get that i get it yeah I, I mean we were born in the kind of the coolest time i feel like ever like but being born in the 70s point. and 80s listen because so 
you guys are born in the 70s. I was born in the 80s and none of this existed. So we got to see all of this come in. Our kids, it's what Alina and I were talking about, are not going to know anything before that. So we can say like, oh, you know, we can have this nostalgia of like, you know, I miss face-to-face conversation. I miss having somebody 100% engaged in what I'm saying and not looking down at their phone. Even as we're sitting here doing our podcast, every so often I'm seeing my, my phone light up and I look to see who's messaging me or is it something important? Is it the babysitter? Because it's there. There was a time where you can just sit and have a conversation with somebody and there wasn't all the distraction. But this so, is my point. Hey, let me finish. I know what your point is. We've had this conversation 7,000 <laughs> times. Is I don't think it's a bad thing. It's how do we collectively not let the machines control our life? How do we not let the smartphones be the only thing that we're looking at 24 hours a day? Because I feel like it's just getting worse and worse and worse. I think there's a need for them and a use for them. And I embrace technology. But there needs to be a time, as Alina said, where you don't have them. And you actually just live with and people, not with a screen. I don't know if you guys got this as, as massage therapists, but I, I'm getting it more and more where it's it's diagnosed as tech neck. Kids with tech neck, yes, like 10-year-olds. You know the funniest thing? Because I was just watching. Are you familiar with Tom Myers? Tom Myers is the author of, of Anatomy Trains. Uh, Anatomy Trains is okay. all about you know the fascial system. Tom Myers... Um, I was watching his talk. He did a Google lecture talk and pretty much he was just kind of doing the whole idea about how physical education needs to change. Physical education at the school level needs to change because physical education that they do now is kind of really kind of based on things that society used to do. Right. We used to be an industrial society. Therefore, we used to have to train our bodies to do this repetitive type of movement over and over and over again. Well, we don't do that anymore, right? We used to be an agricultural society and therefore you'd have to have your body in be able to move and conduct itself in a certain way that allows you to work in a field. Well, we don't do that anymore. There used to be a super militant society and therefore things like, you know, physical education are revolved around jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups and all this stuff. And he's like, we don't do that anymore. We need to retrain our bodies in a much different way because our whole lives are now very sedentary, very convenient. And therefore we need to start thinking about movement differently because if we keep with physical education in this manner, it's not going to make us any healthier because it's really setting us up for stuff that we don't even do, period. It's really interesting. Plus, he's an interesting guy. He, he is talks. an interesting guy. He's got an interesting <laughs> cadence in his voice. <laughs> Some people are just fun to I'm listen sorry. to. Wow, we've gone on quite a tangent. I think with that note, I mean, unless you guys got anything else, it's getting late and this mama needs to bed. <laughs> well, thank you so much to both of you. It was uh, it was wonderful. I was very, very nervous. You did not come across that way. Anyone who thinks that Alina sounded nervous, you let us know. I mean, you... You taught me, and as I said, that was why I agreed to come out at this late hour to have this meeting with you, because I really I really had no idea about a lot of things, and I, I think this was very educational. I appreciate you coming and hanging out. Thank you. Thank you very much. If anyone uh, wants to get in touch with you. You could definitely visit my website. It's called uh, becomememembers.com, and you can definitely uh, find a lot more information there. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for coming in to our very cold, cold recording space this evening. And I I think that's it. I think it's time to call it bed. Yeah. Right on, right on. You have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. My name's Mark. Peace.